Hello and welcome to the first episode of the podcast MCG Reports. This is going to be a sports-based podcast but from time to time may differ depending on which guests we have and requests from you lads. Today we're joined by a good friend of mine, Owen Brennan, and we're going to discuss the effect of lockdown on sports at both a professional and amateur level. Before we get into this, I'd like to say a big shout out to a Ban the Kill Buzz podcast. This is a podcast on the same stream platforms as ourselves and is run by a good friend of mine. Lads, it's a seriously funny podcast if you're into that stuff and I'd highly recommend to go check it out and check out their Instagram as well at Ban the Kill Buzz. While you're on the Instagram, check out MCG Reports, which is our own Instagram. By doing so, this means that we can get your request for a further episode or further guest in a much quicker way. So without further ado, Owen, welcome to the podcast, lad. Thanks for having me on, mate. How are you, how are you hoping? How are you getting on? Oh, you know, it's not the best now, to be honest with you, but after those new restrictions, going back into school, March 15th, seeing all the boys bring back a bit of like normality you get me seeing all the lads yeah no that's one thing like that we have to be positive about like at least we're going back to school soon that's two weeks from now I think is it two or three weeks yeah two Which... weeks I think hopefully we stay in it now but well, obviously just this seeing was... all the boys like seeing going from seeing nobody all day to seeing a few of the lads like be a bit bad you get me oh stop yeah you're 100% right like it's so bad going from you're you're here in your room on the screens, the laptop, the phone, whatever. You go to the kitchen for a sandwich, and you're back here straight away. Like there's no crack with playing football or in the lunchroom or anything. Yeah, the best thing is you're literally on for lads like you're on FIFA playing a bit of pro clubs, a bit of crack, or you're literally on a Zoom with the boys, with Gar. Like maybe yeah. going out for a run, being sent out on runs with Gar. That's pretty much it. Like do you know what I mean? Yeah, like you're missing out on lunchtime football which obviously anyone who plays it knows that is the most high intensity stuff you'll ever do it's better than any training <laughs> you'll see some things I tell you that some second years get some walloping oh jeez and they're lucky they moved first years away from the yard of time, so. broken arms yeah. and all in our school but sure luck sure lad this year I've already got a concussion from school <laughs> that's when you're playing red eyes wasn't it uh, so we were playing Redders and I was obviously getting hit. And yeah, good mate of mine from primary school as well. I won't mention his name because GDPR and all that shite, but he's probably listening. If not, screw oh. him. But um, yeah, I was standing there and he walloped the ball against m- my head. And I hit a concrete wall and fuck, it was, it was fairly painful anyway. And I was... Friendships are lost. Everyone, yeah, I tell you, Dalton will ever be when I'll leave his name unnamed. But when I threw this fella's shoe on top of the skill the last day before leaving, I was there walking around, gave him my shoes, I was there walking around in one shoe, like getting right to hop up, get the shoe, and all. Oh, stop. The whole yard just stopped and looked up. <laughs> a shoe on our roof. Like, it's no surprise either, is it? Just a shoe on the sand on our roof. Sure. You know the small shed in our school, the like one where we play, we use as a goal? Yeah. My shoe's been stuck up on that three times. Sure. Me and the boys, yeah. I don't know if I can name them. I'll just keep them unnamed or whatever. Uh, we took this fella's shoe 
and I just trailed up on the roof last day skill like I'm gonna have to go get Mr. Leonard and Ronnie oh gas oh Ronnie to the rescue he's he's someone <laughs> for looking after his skill now I wonder how much people's shoe he had to get up off the roof <laughs> or football it's like I remember one day after school yeah. uh, there was it was like a rugby or guard training on I think it was Ghana and I was walking back into the change room and Ronnie's just up on the roof and he just shouts down to me, throws down to a football to me. It's like, bring them to the priest. But he didn't care where they went. Like, No, but if we're playing out on the yard, you have, again, I won't name people. And we're there breaking, we're either breaking the roof. Yeah, or even, we're either there sending them on top of the roof or they're chasing first years for their balls. <laughs> yeah, and there's, a certain amount of people we know, and obviously some of the listeners would know, but we can't really mention their names. But yeah, they'd be. Jeez. Someone in our year broke another lad's arm or something, remember? <laughs> yeah. Jesus, yeah. Like a rugby tackle. Feel bad. Don't know if there will be many women listening to this, but if there are, it sounds like an absolute hellhole for them, but. Uh, when you're in the moment, you've no fear playing yard football. See, with yard different. football, it's not as if teachers even step in. Teachers just, as long as the ball's away from them, they couldn't give a shit. <laughs> you could be there, you could be rugby tackling someone, you can be kicking someone, they wouldn't care. As long as they don't get hit with the football, they don't care. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's like a war zone out there, though. Like you want, you want to be safe, and you want to be looking, have eyes in the back of your head, and make Nothing sure you don't get will caught. Ever defeat. What's built me up is literally when we were in first year, six years would be there, pelting ball at, balls at us, and all you could do was duck. Some person got <laughs> <a> concussion. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like a concentration camp, our skill. <laughs> yeah, no, you need to be on your toes anyway, and have eyes in the back of your head before you. Yeah, surroundings, but now we're like we're basically in sixth year now we don't have to worry about anything apart from those second years I think they're hard but I mean what are they going to do at the end of the day I mean uh, that's second years for you if there's any second years listen just watch yourself boys, not yeah. tired now, just <laughs> pop on. watch yourself boys yeah <laughs> <laughs> when school gets back in oh <laughs> sure do you remember was it last year or the start of this year when we had um, no it was last year T-Boys versus fifth years. I will never forget that. I will never forget that. <laughs> that was like higher. It was about 50 v 50. And Miss, or, sorry, the principal uh, went on the intercom was like, yeah, you're only allowed to play with like around 20, 30 odd people per group. Like, so you're not all like chasing after the one ball. There was about 100 of us, maybe even more, playing a match on the gap pitch. And you, if you didn't walk off that pitch without an injury, you weren't playing it. Like, you just weren't playing it. I remember oh, when we were playing against the Terriers last year, we'd have people drop-kicking people, rugby-tackling people, and just nothing. Like, you get away with murder playing yard football. Oh, Jesus. Different bravery, like. And it's shocking. That's all stuff now. Like, you... I know you might hand pass the ball against the wall of your house and that's the most action you'll get with a football now. Yeah, definitely changed. Even just thinking back like to last year, 
like it'd be normal for maybe going out on the weekend, playing a bit of ball, maybe like an eleven aside. But that's like unheard of now. Do you know, get me like mm. don't have any yeah, like, that. Like the big thing that like well for me anyway, I don't know about you and others, like big thing that I miss is like trainings and I'm not on about like the twenty yard sprints that you'd be dying afterwards. I'm on about like the social aspect and the crack you'd have a train. Yeah, no, sure. Like, fair enough people don't like training, and I get that because it is tough. But if you look, like, now that training's gone, you do anything for a training session. Do you get me? Even if it was sprints, you do Oh, yeah. Ads again. Yeah, no, if you could meet up with someone and just at least talk to someone and do sports, like, that's one of the best things. Like, and now it's all gone. And, geez, yeah, we're, gone. we're in lockdown till April, so... And even at that, it's what type of training is it? Like, it's going to be in pods of 15. Like, what is it? And then there's championship as well. I know. We don't have that problem in Rack Coffee now with the uh, pods of only 15 because we don't get... You'd be lucky to fill the pod of 15. Lad, we'd be happy if we filled it. Yeah, you'd be lucky with a pod of 15 there, to be honest. Mm, Yeah. And that's just not for the miners either. That's for... Well, no, I have to be honest now, the B team's at good level now. We're supposed to be playing B team football this year and I'm highly disappointed. <laughs> we have like, on our more team, it must be 45, at least 40 people on our team. Like, oh, you see some of the Zoom calls we're doing as well. They're for training for a fucking war or something. <laughs> yeah, that's mad. Like, the size difference between... Um, Rakoffi and Selbridge, like it's fucking mental. Yeah, and you think like, Rakoffi actually has more as well? Oh no, Rakoffi's only a tiny town. Like, uh, and we're not even Rakoffi for the miners. We're Saint Edwards, which is Rakoffi and Straffan amalgamated. Yeah, but it's not as if you have like that bad of a team. Do you get me? Yeah, no. Like, I say this to some of the lads. Like, they'd be slagging all oh, words vision two slash three football, lads. We've got a population of 400 people due to the 2016 census. <laughs> and I'm looking here now. I just was wondering, Selbridge is 20,000. Yeah. That's obviously, this is 2016. That's what, five years? Jesus, that's five years ago. And obviously, both town, well, town and village have grown massively more, like especially Rakoffi. Like there's houses flying up. Around Rakoff. Oh, yeah, no, everywhere mm. I am getting built up and all. There's an estate gone beside me. But, like, the minor team last year for Selbridge was probably one of the best minor teams the last oh, last 10 years at least. Like, on our minor team now, there's five people that play county for us. Yeah, no, I have to agree with you. That minor team last year was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Like, that was something else. Ah, uh, and then talk about downgrade. What I mean, say nothing. We've yeah, I find it mad as well that we've more county. Well, we had more county minor players than you last year or this year. I don't know whichever. I don't know how it's going. Yeah, we have a good few now. We can't name names on this, can we? Um, if it's in a good way, surely you can. Yeah, and if they listen, they won't mind. Well, like Senin, Senin Cuff. Mm. He's on Tyg Malloy. Yeah, Tyg Malloy, Killian Brown, Nathan O'Leary Moore. Um, Are Nathan and Killian on the county? Yeah, and Killian's playing a year up as well, the shows. 
yeah, no, Killian's a savage footballer, like, and I still remember with the school, it was absolutely shocking, like, the teachers never started him for last year. Now, it must be said, Killian Brownie, for listening, I'll still pocket you, so don't, <laughs> don't ever think that you're too big, still pocket you. <laughs> I don't um, what, what was I going to say? Yeah, no, um, we've got one lad of that age on the county, Evan Moriarty, and he'd be good enough now. I have to be honest, he's a solid all, all-rounder, play wherever. Yeah. He's I'm not sure where he plays for the county. I think it's midfield, but I'm not 100% sure. He could play somewhere in the back either. Yeah, no. But yeah, no. We've him, and then, obviously, Michal O'Connor, the gooch. Like, ah, he's, he's, he's some footballer now, must be said. Can't wait to see him in a Selwood jersey, though, next year. Nah, that that was all propaganda. That was all fake news. No, no. Why your contract is coming over? No, man. If, if you see the photo of um, him and um, what, who was it? I don't know. Anyway, I forget. Yeah. Um, picture of him holding a Selwood jersey. You can see he's forced into it, lad. No, he was loving every second he's... of it. Ah, oh, no, it's a fake smile. You can see the tears dripping down his cheek. Like I know deep down he's a Selbridge man. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. You could... Even on my deathbed, I wouldn't wear a Selbridge jersey. I'm sure you would if that had the county medal around your neck. Nope. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm... I would... You did, you've the opportunity had... to play for that last year's Selbridge minor team, start and possibly win the minor championship. You're telling me you won't do it. Yep, I won't do it. I would even, I would go as far as, if I moved to Selbridge and won a Leinster Championship with Kildare, I still won't move. <laughs> but like, you know yourself that Selbridge is better than St. Edwards. Oh, don't get me wrong, like 100%, yeah. And I know one person anyway. Yeah. And I'll, I'll give you a hint, a lad who's fond of his running. Is gonna fucking record this and say that, like oh, I, pr- I finally admitted it. But yeah, Selbridge are a bigger and better club than Rackoffy. But like, that's understandable. Like you, the size difference between like the two towns is absolutely massive. Like, yeah, but at the end of the day, surely you would move a county medal around your neck. You wouldn't be moving. Nope. If I if I'd win like a medal for my county, even like not even a county medal, if I'd win a medal for my county, I have to be honest, I'd I'd yeah, sorry about that. I'd win it with a Calvin jersey on me. <laughs> oh hey. I've heard enough about Calvin the past six months, believe me. I'm you know who you are. I <laughs> uh, yeah, no, me and him be representing Calvin in a few years now. Goalkeeper and full forward now. The complete opposite ends of the pitch. The person, he knows who he is in sports, Kevin. It's a very debatable fan, now in fairness. Must be said. Mr. Cuff? Yeah. Oh, jeez, no, he's... I remember in first and second year, he was telling me that he was Calvin supporter. I'd say he has at least 11 to 12... Different counties jerseys. Oh well, I've got, I've got two or three. It doesn't mean I support them. Especially, I was probably the worst time, and I bought the new Ross Common jersey. And if Jim Flannel's watching this, he'll be a big fan of me. The fact that I'm 
repping a Ross Common jersey. I used to play with but, Jim um... Flanagan for rugby. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. But um, what's it called? Yeah, so I bought the Ross Common jersey, and then it was about a week or two afterwards. Ross Common bet Calvin and knocked <laughs> us down to Division Three. So it's not only that they bet us. It's that they got promoted and they knocked us down to Division 3 at the same time. But is that not like you so. supporting United and buying like a Leicester City jersey and wearing that? I don't know. I'd go different with Gal because like soccer, the fans are a lot more like, I don't want to say passion, but they're a lot more aggressive yeah, like, yeah. towards other fans. Well, like, obviously, I'm just going to speak in a Calvin way. Like, the biggest rivalry for Calvin is Monaghan. Like, they're neighbours, same jersey, uh, not same jersey, same colours, just flipped around because Roscommon or Monaghan couldn't think of anything else. But, um, like, the rivalry is big there. But you'd see lads, like, who they still want mind Monaghan. They'd want them to do well if, if Calvin get knocked out. So it's not as if they're proper hate each other, but, like, they still will be cheering for their own county at the end I know of the day. Monaghan, man. And again, he'll be named unnamed, but a few people know him and he's a very dodgy person, let's just say that. <laughs> um, Wienicon. Um, uh, it's a nice enough place. Um, their stadium's nice. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it is fair. See, that's the problem, and I was going to talk about that. Like, stadium's not absolutely gone now. Like, there's no point going playing a game match. In an empty stadium, as such, like yeah, and it's when that even comes back as well. Like England, where like football wise, they're trying to bring them back in May. But mm. how long is that going to last? You know what I mean? There's going to be an outbreak eventually. Yeah, you're dead right. Like the minute you like that, Boris Johnson, I like his optimism and all. But if you open everything back in June and not everyone's vaccinated, not everyone is fully like not the island's hundred percent clear of the virus. You're gonna get a second, sorry, not a second wave. You've already had that. But you're gonna have another wave. You're gonna, it's gonna keep coming back and back until you finally clear it off the island. Yeah, that is true. And it's like, what's the point of even playing in a stadium? Do you know what I mean like Crow Park? Obviously, best probably best pitch in Ireland without a doubt. Yeah, but like an empty Crow Park just doesn't seem right at all. Yeah, hundred percent. Like. Obviously, um, with the Munster and Ulster final, two big surprises. You had Calvin win it for the first time in 23 years and then Tipperary, who won it first time in 85 years. The celebrations would have been bizarre down in Tipperary. I know that for a fact anyway. They'd be very passionate about their hurling, but also their gal at the same time. So, like, them to go and play in Crow Park for the first time in I don't know how many years, like, that is incredible for like a uh, hurling county and well a uh, predominantly hurling county yeah. obviously the football's still at a good level to get to an all Ireland semi-final but it would have been bizarre like that game um, and Mayo versus Tipperary and I think it would have changed the result a bit not obviously they lost by a good yeah. bit I'm not sure the exact score but the Tipperary fans would have got behind them and that's like Fans are so underrated for do you like, think, getting behind the team. Do you think like fans or the absence of fans, I should say, has a big impact on teams? Massively, I feel like. And 
I'm not trying to be biased here, but I feel like that's a little bit of the reason why Liverpool have lost their last four home games. Oh, don't don't even get me started. No, no, no. no, no. You we... have been shocking. Or sorry, not you. Liverpool have yes. been shocking. Yeah. I will fully agree with that. And like some of the players are not playing their best now. But I feel like if there was some fans there, like and a perfect example, I know <laughs> you will be fairly pissed oh. off with this, but Barcelona, 4-0 at home. Yeah, no, I can't argue that. I can't. <laughs> There's only so much fans can do. You know? it just... Yes, it's not as if they're sprinting onto the pitch and banging all the goals top corner and all, but like the motivation, like if, if you're there playing a match and like, let's say a normal yeah. game match and your teams have an absolute stinker and you are down by about 20 points at half time imagine if your manager just went into the change room and just said nothing like you'd feel the exact same going back out whilst if your manager's there very motivational and like wanting you to improve and get better and like have a blinder in the second half it'll give you a reason to play better and like it'll motivate you a lot more yeah no that is true though but like I was like, I'm not sure I understand. Back to my theory. Back to like the Liverpool thing. Like, I started thinking, do you know David Moyes when he took over for United? He had more yeah. points now than Klopp does. So, like, it, it, there's only so much you can say about fans. Do you know what I mean? When it comes to the mm-hmm. team just not performing. Yeah, no, 100%. And I look, I'm not trying to be here. Like, I. I'm a bit biased to be Liverpool and I'm not trying to be that. I have to definitely sort of change that for the podcast. But we are playing shocking and all. I'm not going to try to say, oh, it's... Obviously, the injuries are a massive impact yeah. on it. And, like, I'm not trying to say that's the whole reason because we do have backups there. They are professional footballers at the end of the day. If they get the call, they should be there to go. Like, But, like, yeah, no, we're not doing great. But... Look, we, we won it last year and that's why you have to give so much credit to City for winning it two years in a row. And it's just like the mistakes you're making, like Alisson against Leicester, against City. Like it's not, mm. that's nothing to do with injuries or fans. Do you know what I mean? That's just players being inconsistent. Yeah. And like, I was thinking this as well. Like I've heard loads of people saying like giving out to club yeah. and all. Club's been at the club since, jeez, I don't know the exact year now, but he's been there for years. He got us out of depths and he got, got us a World Cup winning medal, Premier League, the whole shebang. If he has a bad season afterwards, there's no point to be like, oh, Klopp out and all. Because he's got us so far, surely he's well able to get us out of depths again. And Alisson's been at a serious top level, even when he was at Roma. That season that Roma did unreal. And we bet them in the sem- yeah. quarterfinal. Yeah, quarterfinal. Like, Alisson's been at a top level for a little, for, sorry, not for a little while, for good, like, ch- three, four years. If he fucks up twice in his career in three, four years, I know there were two fairly big mess-ups, like, taking out Quebec and... Man City gave the ball away twice. Yeah, uh, second one to fold and he threw it straight home. But, like, I don't care. I still think he is up there for top keepers in the world. Like, you can have a few mistakes, but 
long as you're consistent, which he is, to be fair, like it's just also like the players that have come in haven't really stepped up, which has also been a big issue for us. But like Firmino isn't performing. There's a good few your start, but like in all fairness, Thiago when he's come in, he hasn't really done much. Yes, I can agree with that. Like he's he hasn't shown his masterclass yet. I'm hoping that it'll give him a year or two and he will be, but yeah. But the thing about Alison, sorry, I just remember there, it's a bit like De Gea. Yeah. Simple as. De Gea fucks up the odd few times. He's still up there for some of the best keepers in the world. I still have Dean Henderson over De Gea. And I know a few United fans will not be happy with that, but it's like there's only so much mistakes he can make and he's been too consistent with his mistakes. Do you get me? That is true, yeah. Like, what he's fond of is like throwing the ball away and then putting off an astonishing sh- an astonishing save to like make up for it or sometimes maybe not but like there's only so much you can give the ball away or so many like times you can pan it into your own net and all but I don't know I didn't really watch Sheffield last year I watched some of their games and I've seen some clips of Dean Henderson. He seemed pretty yeah, good. Yeah, he it? has a good few games with United now when he's playing in Europa League or when he played against West Ham in the Premier League and stuff. And, like, he's just a bit more confident. Like, when De Gea, a ball comes in, he's almost a bit of a pussy when it comes into the box. He's afraid to come out. Yeah, like, it's a bit challenging for keepers and all because, like, if you mess up, like the odd few. Oh, you're getting spaded. There's no way around. Oh, it stopped. Like Allison was being compared to like Adrian and Carries. They're two lads. Obviously, they're not incredible keepers. Don't get me wrong. They're still not the best. But they had Carries made two big mistakes. Yes, it was in the possibly one of the biggest finals in football. But he's gone off to Union Berlin. He's been at Besiktas. He's been at some other club as well. They just like lose their whole career once they make a few mistakes. Yeah, especially as a keeper, there's no way you can hide where they're... As if you're a midfielder, you can kind of blame it down to the players around you. But if you let a goal in, there's nothing you can blame but yourself. Exactly. Like I was thinking there, like, I have to mention the Liverpool lad, yeah, Firmino, and the next Liverpool lad, Sterling. They're two lads who have missed some clinical shots. Sterling against Leon, he had an open goal. Uh, Firmino, it's fairly consistent now when he misses a few open shots or a few easy passes, not. But like, they're allowed to mess up like a goal opportunity or so. But yet again, if a keeper does it, they're absolutely. Oh shot. no! I'm sorry. This shit of Liverpool fans going. He's a defensive striker and all this. Have a day off. Get your whoever says that. Get your head checked out or something. I don't care how a striker can <laughs> be the defensive striker. Ah, uh, yeah, he he does drop back, but it that's not what you want in the striker. Yeah, and like last year when no was it no it was when he's first in the Champions League against Spurs. That season he wasn't real. Like I won't lie. But you should have sold him. He's not a striker that I would want playing for United. Like, he's not a goal scorer. Like, fair enough, he gets a good few assists and stuff. But I want a striker that can score goals. Like a Haaland. Mm. Yeah, no. What would be perfect for Liverpool is, like, 
I people have joked and laughed at me when I've said this, but I think Olivier Giroud in his prime will be the perfect striker for Liverpool. <laughs> he may not be the fastest for counter attacks, which is a problem, which like Haaland will probably be better at. But like he's tall, he can shoot. Them crosses going in from Trent and Robbo, easy on his head because Mane and Salah aren't uh, too tall to win headers. Oh, I just. Drew is a top top footballer, but I couldn't. Nah, no way. When like when is his prime? Do you know what I mean? Was his prime with Arsenal? Uh yeah, Arsenal like coming near the end of his Arsenal career. Oh, I would like the Inter Milan Lukaku would be ideal for United. Well, obviously Haaland, but yeah, Lukaku would be incredible. Getting back, like he's. He's shown his worth in Italy. Him anyway. and Zlatan going at it though. Who who would you prefer? Just who now? Zlatan or Lukaku? They're both mad cons. Let's be real here. They both just don't give a shit, do they? Um, Zlatan, I think, although I loved him at United, he's a bit up his own, up his own hole, like a lion and all this. But I think I prefer Lukaku. I'd be Team Ibra now. I think for the United years, he's played oh, yeah, at such no, a high he level. He would be a better player, but team... I definitely prefer Lukaku. Uh, I like his ego. Like, I just like the way he's so confident and all. Because, like, many soccer, well, many soccer players, if they go and talk about themselves like that, you'd be like, right, he's a cocky punt and all this. I haven't heard, like, I haven't heard many people say that to Ebra because I think like they'd be scared. Yeah, he's of him a mad bastard. He, he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, and no, you wouldn't mess with that one, like. No, you wouldn't. Um, yeah, jeez, there. But saying that, like, even footballers in general, all professional footballers, they're incredible at like fitness and strength and all this. Like even the ones at like maybe a lower level, like let's say bottom of the Premier League, who think, oh yeah, they're not great footballers. If you were to do a training session with them, you'd be on the Yeah, it takes some career to be a footballer. Like, you think the amount of players, not about, not even players, the amount of people around the world competing to get to that high level takes so much, like, commitment and all. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's mad, like, yeah. Um, to be a professional geez. footballer, like, hats off you, even if you are playing at a low level, like... Yeah, no. Or, at a high level for Gap, I have to say, you are, like... If you're playing for county, it's full commitment. Like me and you, we both yeah. play and soccer. If we were playing at county level, oh no, you no have to. Level. It's literally just full commitment to county. Like I know good few lads like Gosser sending Cuff Nathan and Larry Moore, and like some of the stuff they've been sent down is a joke. Like they're doing like. Oh, yeah, like... the fact that you're competing against people normally, obviously, you're still competing against someone club level, but just means that bit more representing your county. We don't know what competition in the club is in <laughs> Rack Coffee. We just we do... sometimes you beg people to come train and then a little ringer. Just... So, if there are, because I know there will be, there's some people who are debating to join Gad this year for Rack Coffee. Lads, hundred percent join it. Like I know the manager anyway. I know him fairly well, and he'd be very proud of anyone who signs <laughs> up to God this year. Listen to this show. 
Sad. We need our Do you have a full team? Surely you have a full team. I was I've been working this out since uh, our minor football finished. We have fourteen players. Get a sheep in or something. Uh going from the local field or something here like we used to actually obviously wrap off the, the club in general for the size of the place. It's absolutely incredible facilities and all. And I have to say in the last 10 years maybe even less since I've grown up and it's changed drastically as well like I remember going out at underage football and before playing a match to be sheep shite all over <laughs> but that just fucking that just tells you enough about the club though no 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 not anymore because we've got incredible lads who are working there keeping the place in unreal condition like even in shocking weather like this you can still go up kick a bit of ball the running track around there is incredible. Run or walk, and it's a one kilometer track that goes around pitches. So nice, um, like surface to run on. It's so much better than running on the road. I'd like cycle up there, run on that, and cycle back home because I prefer to run oh, on no, these like, country roads. Better facilities in Selbridge. Like I remember an old chairman. I'm obviously not going to name him, but this fella was an absolute twat. Yeah, he was like he's getting a full size astro the lot. When I tell you this is the shittest astro you'll ever see in your life, it's something you would see in a council estate. It's shocking. It's shocking. <laughs> I know the astro well. Yeah, I've played hard on it a bit. It's... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we're fairly blessed now. We've got two, like, them mini astros, and they're unreal to play on. Like, if you ever, like we did last summer and summer before, like, if you get a few lads, right, you're up for a five-side game, yeah, grand. Up you go, play full-size pitch Even for when we go train staff. for Selbridge Town, like, that straff and Astro is unreal. Mm. That's class. Like, that's a massive Astro. And yeah, that, like that, you can use that all, like, year-round. We train on that in winter, so it doesn't mean you're going to Even rugby, like, Baron Hall, they have a massive gym. I know you still have to pay for it, but we have nothing like that in Selbridge. We probably have a dumbbell. Like, me and the lads, yeah, we used to go up. <laughs> we used to do summer camps and all. And you'd just go, you'd go up there and you'd be bouncing yoga balls off the roof, smashing roofs and all. And, like, no one gives a shit. And for the size of the club, there should be better facilities. The shithole. <laughs> Speaking of gyms, actually, so you obviously Home have gym. your own, like, yeah, homemade gym and all. So, how do you find that compared to, like, let's say, an actual gym? Like, if you went to Mill, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd know what it's called. In obviously, like, that, yeah. I'm blessed to have that gym downstairs, but you just can't. Like, obviously, I'm hitting new records and all. Fair enough, but it's just not as intense because you're on your phone five minutes here, six minutes here, but in the gym you only have a certain amount of time. Do you get me now with COVID and all. Yeah, exactly. But like, let's say even prior to COVID, when you had yeah. as long as you wanted in a gym, like, so are you saying now like you're not finding any? Like, oh no, from the oh, definitely I am because even if I was bored, I now can just go in and be like, oh here, let me just do a few bicep curls here, let me just do a bench press here. Like, I remember the start. I've been mm. tracking my progress since the start of January. I literally just got fifty five kg on the bench press. But now, like, last week, I got 90. 
So, like, obviously, I'm seeing improvements, definitely, but it's just that bit more of an effort, Jamie, because you don't really have that much people pushing you on, whether before me and, like, my mate or Alex Shanley, we would go, or Pierre McAteer would go, and if you train with someone without even knowing it, you're pushing each other on. But then before, it's literally just all you, Jamie. Yeah, no, like, that's 100% true, and... Obviously, hopefully, when the lockdown's ease, you can have a few lads over, even yeah. if the gyms aren't open, to like basically have that and do workouts at home and all. Because I know, um, I've set up a yeah. gym down the back there myself, and um, well, it's in the process anyway. And m- me and my sister go down and like work out and all, and I can see she just cannot be fucking bothered to do it like half the time. Now I'm, I'm like that. I have to fucking push her on and get her to like lift the weights she'd be like oh I can't do this and yeah, you she's just... fucking looking at her like yeah you can and I know it, like I'd be the same as that like I'd go down and I'd be like yeah fuck this I can't be bothered doing it but if I go down with one of the lads or something like it's a fairly big area like it's I haven't fully set up in the room yet but where I'm doing it, it's a fairly big space so like you could space yeah. you do with others now so um, I could get some lads over and be like like get them to push each other on and like just do stuff like that and the problem which I find as well is like obviously you want to be doing consistent weights and you don't want to just be pushing up to the highest weight and then thinking you're all hard and all but like if you ever go to a weight or if you're struggling with a weight yeah no one there to help you the past two weeks uh Ethan Sweeney's been coming to mind which is grand like pushing people on but when he wasn't there to like spot me or whatever, mm. I'm lucky enough to have a squat rack where if I can't get something up, I can just drop it and it won't hit my chest. But before, when I didn't realise that, I literally had to put that on my chest and roll it off my legs. And like if that was a heavier weight, it would have seriously fucking hurt. Like, Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. And like you'd have to wait for people to come over. You can't just do it whenever you're bored. Like you'd have to wait. Yeah, like, there to squat it's just it. not as intense in your own house, is it? And then, like, diet kind of goes out the window a little bit. Obviously, in lockdown, even just bored eating, you're just there, oh, fuck, just going to the stairs, make yourself a sandwich or something, like. That actually moves on to another thing I was going to talk about. So, obviously, last few years, you have changed, like, physically, dramatically. Like, it's actually... <laughs> like you look like two different people like looking back Shit, at photos and all like it's fucking incredible just... was your diet like strict or like oh, yeah, on yeah. your weight loss was um, your diet like so strict? when I started in like 2018 my diet was completely fucking shit I'll be there chicken filler all here fucking Burger King whatever the fuck and then one day, I just it just literally just something clicked. I was looking in the mirror. I was like, "What the fuck am I? I'm just a fat blob." Like realistically, I was just a fat blob. Do you get me? Literally, just there, like, "What the fuck?" I was there getting bullied and all in school. I was like, "Ah, oh, here, fuck this." So, not much people know this, but I'm comfortable saying it like it's grand. I went to this place in Swords called like the Motivation Clinic, and it was a place to help kids, not even kids. Um, lose weight it's like adults kind of thing and uh, so at the start I was 51% fat or something so like that is really 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 fucking bad 
normally for the average person, it should be like 18 to 19 or whatever. So over the last like two years, I've lost seven, I think it was, yeah, seven, just, it's after just gone over seven stone in fat. It's just like a hundred and one pound or something. Yeah, but like Fucking there would be days Jesus. there where you want to give up, but the diet is in, like so strict. Like you just be craving something. Obviously going from one day eating loads of shit to nothing was so hard and I remember um, it would have been around third year mocks and I lost a stone too quick and this happens to a lot of people so you would get really sick but there's a massive difference for your body and I remember I got real dizzy and I got oh I couldn't stand up I fainted in my mom's house and you get this, it's like a complete shock to your system. So I was in bed for two weeks and I was shaking with cold, but sweating. So I lost another stone then, just completely being sick. But overall, I lost, I lost over £100. But like the diet, I'm telling you, like. Fucking hell, that's mental here. Just when you were saying your story there, obviously I was listening, but I went to check seven stone for some people. Obviously, like myself, I prefer the kg. That's 44 and a half kg. Like, that is fucking <laughs> yeah, mental. It was flu. Oh, for the like, that is bizarre to be able to, like, one day. And fair play to you for speaking out about that clinic and swords. Like, that's not easy to go on about. And fair play for yourself, actually, like, for, um, stand up and wanting to actually do it yourself as you said like you looked in the mirror because there'd be many people who would actually like the doctor or a parent or a friend would actually tell them like right you have to change but you yeah, do it yourself like, like that's bizarre i know now i like, wasn't supposed to say this but um so there was i was in line to be going on the late late show to talk about my weight loss obviously before covid but that's obviously gone down the hill but now that um it's back open, I'm going on a podcast to do with the first one I'm getting interviewed by the motivation clinic, the place I went to, but then hopefully from then go on, do you know what I mean? Because I know back in twenty eighteen I was like severely depressed with my obviously my luck both physically and mentally because like you'd want to be doing some things, even like the simple things on holidays, you know, like going for a swim or something or wearing like clothes. You'd be like, fuck, I can't do this. Like, I don't mm. want to be looking like a retard. So I'd be there wearing, like, extra large clothes or whatever. And you just feel shit about yourself. And I know, like, that is actually the worst thing in the world. I'd hate anyone to uh, feel like that, you get me? So what I want to try to do is speak out about that. Because, like, I'll ask you now in a minute, but, like, there's actually no facilities to help young kids lose weight. Like, I had to lie about my age going to that motivation clinic. There's actually no facilities to lose, to help kids lose weight. Like, do you know any place to help kids lose weight? Apart from, like, a doctor, obviously. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know about that place in Swords even beforehand. So, like, even that shows you how much, like, obviously that's, I knew that there was places, but I didn't know of any places. So, like, even that's a worry that like not the average Joe doesn't even know these places. Why like 
they should be more because like that it was your own choice you said you wanted to do it there should be places for people to go and seek help dietitians fitness people like it'd be so much easier for people like mentally as well to know that there is and places like facilities there you is, go like, to for free like i know come. obviously some cases get severe you get to go to a free person to speak about your issues or anything but that's the same thing about weight like if you're carrying a bit of weight you won't be like deep down mentally you're not going to be not stable but you won't be the best place you can be but yet there's no places out there to help young kids lose weight but there's all this stigmatism like oh everyone growing up now is weight like is fat like the whole new oh everyone's obese everyone's obese but yet the same people that are saying that are the people who aren't helping young kids who are obese to lose the weight. So, like, it works both ways, do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, no. Like, if you're talking the talk, you need to walk the walk, basically. And, like, if you're talking all this, like, oh, we need to get the obesity levels down, then surely them people who are fairly high up in, like, popularity and degrees and all like many doctors be coming out saying this surely they are the ones who will be able to set up stuff get stuff like prepared for like kids who want to come and seek help about all this stuff because like it's fairly serious like you said if you're going yeah on holidays, it's actually a mental, mental battle going on for holidays you're there like i can't wear this it's too exposing for myself like my body i look fat in this or like taking off your uh top to go to the pool or anywhere you're like oh, all other kids seem like this but then again like the government are saying all the obesity levels the only thing they've done realistically is add sugar tax and is that be honest has that stopped you buying a drink i no not at all i still go yeah, to shop like and buy sugar tax and does fuck all realistically just brings in next a few cash for the government that's all they do but yet they're still saying all this stuff about obesity but yet they're the same people doing nothing i think it's just it's just ridiculous look yeah no it's jesus absolutely bizarre and yeah. just on the topic of like the food and all i don't want to push away too quickly from but like how's your obviously you've changed completely now and you don't have i'm guessing you no don't no, have no that i wouldn't have that worry now it's just now. more putting on now that I've lost weight, it's now just getting the physique that I want. And obviously, I'm nearly there. Like, But it's just putting on a bit bit, bit more muscle. Mm. Like, I've lost the weight that I've wanted. I mean, I don't think I need to lose any more weight. I'm happy where I am now. But I just want to, uh, obviously, muscle-wise, tone up a little bit. That would be literally be it. Now it's just all muscle work. Mm. Yeah, and... You said obviously, like before, you said that story that like your diet's gone out the window during lockdown. Is there any like things you've kept going, or like as you just completely lost it? Or oh no, my diet isn't your diet gone out the window, but it has dropped down a little bit. Like where before, like in school, you have a specific time to eat. You get me like eleven o'clock, one twenty. Come home, have something to eat. That's your dinner done. But now, we say if you have a class, you might go downstairs for something. Just adding that bit more calories. But obviously, I'm not really looking at my calories anymore. But, like, I would still... So, when I was in motivation clinic, they had me on this little thing. So, I would try to get seven proteins in a day. So, that could be, like, I don't know, an egg or something. That would count as one. 
so I still stick to like the seven proteins, the two carbs, the fats, whatever, as much as I can. But sometimes that goes out the window. So like it hasn't completely gone, but just adding that bit more stuff, obviously it kind of works both ways because now that we're in lockdown, you can't go out to the shops with the lads. Yeah, that's a good thing. Well, I know that's obviously, that would have been a problem for like, let's say you and many lads from the town. Like if you were a little bit peckish and you'd be like, right, I'll head to the shop yeah, and buy, exactly. I know, a roll or sweets or something. That's that's one thing I have to be honest. We don't have, pro- well, I don't anyway. No, there'd be probably a few other lads living in the countryside. Like, we won't have that problem as such. That doesn't mean that we're all, like, sticks and skinny people and all. Like, the problem's still there for, like, everyone that, like, any shop you could go to, yeah, you're going just buy the sweets because you're a little bit hungry. Not that you go and actually get something that you proper, like, want. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it does work both ways. But, obviously, keeping up a diet is hard. And especially when some people don't have the, like, facilities that me and you do have like gym wise so they're almost like there's no point to trying to keep the diet up if they can't train yeah speaking about that now which would you and have you like do any any like cardio type stuff so like let's say going for a cycle going for a run walk like now, when yeah, you're down it's funny. It's funny you mentioned the cycle. Me and the me and the lads decided, fuck this. We'll go for a fifty k cycle the other week, and my legs were fit to fall off my body. It was a joke. You should have seen us. But yeah, <laughs> like cardio wise, <laughs> I would have to do runs because obviously I play for Salvage Minor. They have us doing Zoom calls twice a week, which is literally just a hit class, along with two 25-minute runs a week. So the fitness is, to be honest, my cardio has probably upped since lockdown because of this. But then when we're out of lockdown, we're going to try still go on runs and stuff. But, like, were, by any chance for you, like, I'd say the same as many of us. I'm including myself in this bracket where the first lockdown, you're like, yeah, okay, I'm going to get really big into like my fitness now since I'm in lockdown. You go for runs, go for cycles. And then in about four weeks, you're like, fuck this. I'll take like a break. I'll take a break today. And then that today becomes a week. And that happened to me. And I know many other people were like, and yeah, yeah. start, maybe not four weeks, maybe a bit longer. Like, and you, You'd be like, yeah, my fitness is in perfect peak for when I go back to sports or even just in general to keep like your fitness up. Just the average person who doesn't play sports. And then you start to lose motivation, especially now I feel in this lockdown because I've been trying to keep up my fitness as much as I could for the last, from last March as such, since I haven't played proper ball since then. But, um, like this lockdown I feel is actually the hardest one because of the weather and two because there's no as such date when we're finished like they say oh yeah we're gonna be coming out of lockdown in April but sure they said it would be March they said it would be whatever like yeah. it just feels like exactly there's no end like to this lockdown after so starting like, the very first lockdown I was like oh yeah I'll work out this hit workouts this 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 I'm gonna be fit as a fucking fiddle like Give that a week and it was just gone. 
because I was like, what the fuck am I doing this for? How long am I going to be in this? I was doing runs maybe the first two weeks of the first lockdown. And I, obviously, yeah, my fitness was improving. And then I just stopped, just went out the window. That was it. Fuck that. Had nothing. But now with this new lockdown, there's literally, like you said, the weather plays a good bit, good part to like runs because obviously first lockdown was all sunny and stuff so you're my like you could have just went on a cycle because of the good weather but now the weather is shy you can't go anywhere but like i think some people just some people are determined enough to go on a run but then some people are losing motivation because they don't know when they'll be out with this lockdown and like some people's mental health as well during this lockdown could be you know, not the best because I know, like, say to some people who may who might live might live alone, who can't really see that much people. They could be finding it tough. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of the actual name of it now. There's a certain type of like, not depression, but like a sort of type of sadness where like it's to do with the type of weather, and if it's like really dark outside. It just makes people feel more yeah. like, sad and lonely and depressed and all this. I'm trying to think of the actual yeah, name. Sure. I can't think of it now. Off the top if of you're, it's but, like, um, say it's lashing rain outside like, and you know you have to go onto online skill. Your whole day just starts off bad, doesn't it? Like you have no motivation to get up. Like there's, it's raining outside. It looks shy out. And now you just have to sit on your desk all day. You're just like, what the fuck? Like. Oh, yeah, like, you may not like it at the very start, but, like, if you're woken up to, like, if you're waking up and the sun's outside and, like, obviously you'd hate it at the very start when you open the curtains and you're absolutely blinded for a few seconds. But then when you're at the desk and, like, you're in school, it puts you in so much better mood than, like, if it's dull and raining. Yeah, like, and, oh, just if windy, I wake up and I see it's a sunny day or whatever, you're like, all right, Grant, it's going to be a good day out. But if I'm there and, like... It's raining and you just know, like, oh, I can't go out for a run today. I can't do anything today. It just puts you in a bad mood for the rest of the day. And even the slightest things can just piss you off if you're in a bad mood. Like, something as simple as getting some homework, it'll just piss you off. But, like, uh, I'd say some people's mental health right now is just not the best, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, like, the whole nation can be, like, it's like there's a cloud just over the country, like, and just everyone's, you know, like the classic cartoon when, like, whenever someone's yeah. sad and there's a little, like, cloud over and the rain. Like, that's what it feels like for the whole country around. Like, I can picture, like, a big cloud just hovering over Ireland. It's all depressed and gloomy. But it's not even Ireland. It's, like, the Northern Hemisphere. Like, because um, there's some places, like, let's say, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Finland, all them countries around December time get about three, four hours of Yeah, exactly. Then, and there's literally like, nothing like you can the obviously there's sometimes you can affect something within your control, but you can't affect the weather. It's like that's gonna put you in a bad mood no matter what, you know what I mean? Like you mm. like I know myself if I wake up yeah. and it's all rain and shit, it puts me in a bad mood already. But you're just like, oh fuck's sake. Yeah, and like you don't want to be stuck inside the whole time, like playing the Xbox or the PlayStation. Like, because, yeah, it's a great crack when you're on it and I'm talking to the lads. But, like, at the end of the day, it just gets fierce, like, 
born after a while, especially now since we've been on it for like property since last March. Like last March, it was the greatest thing ever. No school. We we were in Ty ourselves. It was a dos. Two weeks of school, <laughs> incredible. Xbox all night till I don't know how long. Like, but now like. I don't know if it'd be the same with you, but I know the group of lads that I play with. Like, there's just no motivation to play any games really. Like, you played the pro clubs the odd time, and like, it's the good crack. But then, like, yeah. I, I, this is from my personal experience. The minute I like turn off the Xbox, I just like I'd have a big smile on my face and I'm laughing on the Xbox. The minute I turn off the console, yeah, I exactly. Just get, like, like, shout out to Chris GGC Rack, best pro clubs in Ireland and all, but. As soon as you turn off the... Like, you could be having the crack of the lads pissing yourself laughing on the mic. Like you said, as soon as you turn that off, everything changes. You're just there like, what the fuck do I do now? And the pro club's um, best team is a bit questionable now. I mean, you can take Xbox, but everyone is original. Chris is Juicy Rack. Um, best pro clubs in PlayStation. We- um We'll, we'll come to oh, the agreement that you can Anyone be who wants it will be Xbox. Can get a Chris's juicy record. Same with um the twenty three twenty three FC. If you aren't already, lads, I I have to be honest, we've been a bit slacking lately because we haven't played much games. But if you're a fan of pro clubs and all, check out the <laughs> Instagram or sorry, not the Instagram, the TikTok page. We're moving up. We're not the boomers anymore with the Instagram like we are for the podcast. We're moving up for the pro clubs. 23-23 FC it is. It is best crack on pro clubs. And you get to see a little bit of like just some of the goals and some like the banter we'd have with the lads. It's, it's a good bit of crack to pro clubs. And I'd say if lads who are into FIFA and don't play pro clubs, lads, get a group of lads and play pro clubs. It, for that hour two hours god knows how long you want to be playing it for i can like, assure you i would be put a smile on your face if, if you're down my anyway. playstation party ever got leaked i can assure you i, I think everyone is now like i think everyone will be in that situation because i know one lad anyway in, in our group and he knows himself he makes loads of jokes and if that got out He'd be put into a prison. Oh and, no! I'd, like, I he'd be done for pedophilia. But I would be getting the death penalty. I think I don't bring the death penalty back out for me. Oh, I know, <laughs> no fields when it comes to that kind of stuff. But we want to say now, just for anyone listening, and you are into like law and all that, and all like business. I no, not business. Like law and the guards and all that. It's only <laughs> yeah, a joke. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's only on Xbox. We don't actually think these things. We don't. PlayStation as well. So we don't. whatever we say on like the consoles as such, don't take it to heart. It's only a joke that we get a laugh out of. And yeah, it's only, it's it's in the time as well. Like you, you wouldn't, if I was talking to you on this, I wouldn't go and say half the stuff. Yeah, like, exactly. And it's just only, that little in the burst time of emotion you have to say you're like, and then you just say something and that's it. It's like you're not being serious. Like, Yeah. Like, and it's actually sad to think though. Like when you think about it, the Xbox and all, that's basically like 
the same yeah, social exactly. aspect you would get at like training or matches. Like, obviously, we're just talking from like two big sportsmen's point point of views, but like, it just shows you how much like gal play not not gal like soccer, rugby, basketball, athletics, anything. I probably missed out on a few big sports there, but um, like any sport there, like it just shows you how much. Even if you're not a massive fan of the sport, plays oh, a massive like, impact on the your life ma- and like, like, your day-to-day as- life. Uh, aspect, like to any sport, is huge. Like the amount of mates I've made from going up the ages is massive. Like I know if I didn't play for a certain sport, I wouldn't have half the amount of friends I have now. Sure, like if we're talking about that, like I know. You're only racing for the soccer, but prior yeah, exactly. to the soccer, we would have barely talked as such. Like we, we would have been like friendly enough with each other. We'd nothing against each other. Like we just wouldn't have talked as such. Like, but since we've joined the soccer, like we've gotten a lot closer, and especially like the whole soccer team, they're yeah, exactly lads, like the crack we have. And they're just great crack. To have town, like and... it would just make it not want to leave any, like it would any kind of sports you get me like I would never want to leave Selby Town like the crack you have a training is just different oh it's different and like the relationship with the coach like it's not your standard like oh the coach is a prick and all this <laughs> I have to say I know one of his sons will be listening Colin Roy is an incredible manager for so Owen, you can go and play your father this clip if you want. Like, Colin Malloy, he's the best manager. Well, I, I've only had two soccer managers, but he's... Even if I had 100 soccer managers, he'd be up there for the best one. Like, he's serious. Him crap. alone like, makes you want to go training. Why, like, like, the training's never so mind enjoyable. Like, the crack benefit him. of social and all. That guy makes you want to go training. Like, we pay for the, um, what's it called? We pay for the membership, which, like, allows us to play. And all. We might as well just be paying for the entertainment of Colin Malloy. Like, I, and that's what you're missing. Like, obviously, we had that bit in between, like, and I'm not just talking for soccer now, just any sport. We had that section in between, like, the second lockdown, sorry, the first and the second lockdown, I think it was. Yeah, it was. And there was, um, like small bits of training we had one soccer match we had one gal match this is from like a personal perspective and that was it like we it was literally like they showed us like oh this is yeah exactly they just give you a little glimpse and i think that was actually the worst thing they could have done because that gave people a little bit of hope or maybe they might keep sports open but i have to look from their side like yeah they're trying their best to open up because obviously they know they don't need us to tell them how much sport plays an impact on our lives because it's the same for everyone growing up. Like sport is, it's much more than just going out to a field and running around. Like it's, it's the same with people who like music or like drama, reading books, even like any things like that. Like if you just take them away from you like that, yeah, just gone. it shows like, you, you it never knew you, like, how much you needed wall. that. Even the training, no matter, say, like, I know myself, I trained on Tuesday night, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I couldn't be arsed for this. But 
it just shows you how much you would miss that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll do anything to go back to one training session. Mm-hmm. And just speaking about Gano, would you ever watch, like, or obviously you oh, watch Gano, you're on, anyway. somehow a Dublin fan. And <laughs> um, so I was listening, John Horn, who's the president of GA, came out and said that there's going to be no intentions to be playing and he said this today I should stop interrupting myself there should be um, wait his quote was it is not our intention to play any more games behind closed doors what do you think I think that? that shows that they're going to hold off the league and the championship for a good while if that's what they're saying But how do you feel about that? Like that you can't tune in Sundays to watch yeah, a bit again, of guy, even though it's behind closed doors. Thing, it? Even so, when like, sports was back, I know I was buzzing to see Dublin again. Like I didn't, I didn't actually know that he came out and said that. Yeah, no, it was just today. I was um, scrolling on the Instagram literally just before we recorded this, and um, it came up. Um, on the official GA page saying So that, that means um, he's postponing the championship in the league, so this. so um Yeah. Yeah, the league will be first now, which I'm I'm not hundred percent sure when about to starts like I'd be shocking for times and all that. I just know that the old All Ireland used to be in around my birthday because I was born in the All <laughs> Ireland. But I actually can't changed, believe so he's actually gone out and birthday. Yeah, and I actually may have, I'm fairly sure I have the quote here correct, but I may be a small bit correct because he said play as many games behind closed doors. But still, at the end of the day, like counties like, obviously Calvin would be decent enough. Counties like Sligo, Leitrim, I'm just trying to name some loud, small counties who wouldn't be yeah. as big as Gal, but they'd, be, they'd still love their Gal to watch. If he's only intending to play certain games behind closed doors, Division 3 teams won't have football this year. Yeah. So, he's only planning well, to be postponed, do what? Play... I think now, I see, I fairly rushed this earlier because I'd go and do another job. And um, I'm fairly sure I read it was, he said it was not our intention to play as many games behind closed doors as possible. Which means like, he either doesn't want to play any games behind closed skip doors, the league and do or he only wants to play way, certain so. games behind closed doors. That's gonna change yeah, a lot of things. Yeah, it's strange how they do it, but that's for sure. Uh, hopefully, they can. I don't think they can just sack Division Three mm. or whatever. Yeah, They're gonna have to play all divisions, but but it's gonna be uproar if they don't. Mm. Yeah, no, they'd have to. Because they can't just like pick and choose because, like, yeah, the that, team that's like, playing, like someone from the Premier the League saying, All right, league's gone. Like, them counties still have fans, do you know what I mean? I'd say they love seeing mm. their county play, no matter what division they're in. I know if Dublin were in Division 3, I would still love every second of it, do you know what I mean? Oh, trust me. Oh, trust me. Like, Calvin obviously got relegated this year into Division 3. Oh, it's still like in normal times now. I'd be going to all the Calvin games and I'd be watching them with 
my myself, my dad, possibly my sisters, and then another family, um, of McGovern's from beside us here. Like, um, yeah, we'd be going to all the games. Like, I remember last year we headed to the semi final of um the Ulsters, the final which we lost, and then the next round after that, which we lost to Tyrone, I think. Yeah, Tyrone. Like, we went to all them games and um oh geez, they're serious crack. You meet the strangest blokes. Like Yeah, matches, you would definitely I but, oh, oh you just miss it completely. I could do anything to go back on the hill. Do you know what I mean? And even at that, when is the hill gonna be back? Because I can you can trust me here, that is holding well more than twenty thousand or however much they say it is, it's holding well more. The thing the thing used to be absolutely packed. Exactly. And the thing is holding how many things of COVID exactly. I'll say now. Exactly. If you all love people into it, it'd be rattled with it. Um yeah, no, I'd love now to either head to like um not even just the match the whole day out game. Was a bit of it'd be serious to watch games sometime soon. Oh lad like obviously every family and every person has their own different rituals when they go into Dublin. We go train and then we meet up How do you with a massive you get gang train of people or go in like a few points beforehand, whatever. Then we'd go in, watch the match, then we'd go back to the to our pub. And like the whole day would be class. Like the whole just the whole buzz of going into Crow Park on game day. Like there's no no pizza like Stop. Like, and that's one thing that, like, obviously, I I prefer going out to soccer, and that's one thing I absolutely love about guys. Um, what's it called that fans like that in a pub before and after the game be singing, chatting, laughing with each other, <laughs> and it could be Cork versus um, not Cork, sorry, Jesus, Kerry versus Dublin, yeah. which is one of the biggest rivalries, and it'd still be cracked against the biggest you know like, like sure. whether in different sports there would oh, be a massive yeah, rivalry. Oh. But before the game, you'd say, "Oh, best of luck." And after the game, if you see someone, you'd be like, "Oh, hard luck. See you next year." Blah 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 blah. You won't get any other sport. Yeah, and you'd be joking about that. Oh, geez, no. Now, obviously, I'd be a big Liverpool fan, and yeah. I've only been to one like game in Anfield. And that game, it was Arsenal versus Liverpool. Was it last year or two two years ago? I think, and it was a five-all uh, draw. Went to penalties in the Carabao Cup, and fuck me, like yeah, exactly. Not against like, Arsenal fans, mental. but them Arsenal fans were something else, like, and like that, like. I have you seen the clip of yeah, them, yeah, yeah. the Kerry lads oh, and the Dublin lads on the Lewis, <laughs> and they're singing with each other. Like that, they're like, <laughs> they're singing chants with each other, and then like, yeah, fuck their own, and then they're going over and laughing with each other. Like that's what you'd want in like a good rivalry. You don't want to be going out and like cursing and blinding the head off each other, and then starting to scrap on the Lewis. Like you just want, like, have the banter obviously, and like you call each other's team shite and like, oh, you win next year, blah blah blah. Yeah. But like, Can, give me a second, yeah, sorry, but give me a day, second. You laugh and you buy each other a pint. Like, 
Oh my god, when I say I'm having the biggest piss of my life. Oh my god. But yeah, like I remember <laughs> I was at the All Ireland final before COVID. And like you would see it was like a real close game, as you know, and like you'd see other fans crying. But then you'd just look around and see all the Dublin fans, arms around their shoulders, like at the end of the day, we're all still one country. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, like, as close as the game gets, like, you might be pissed off for, like, I don't know, half an hour. But after yeah, that, you become like, best friends with... At the end of the day... You're shouting at the other time. County's county. But then, like, like they're still, you're still a countryman. Do you know what I mean? hundred percent like and that's just what we're missing and all. So I think we'll call it there for today. Just before we head, I just wanna just talk about some news that like I've heard in the like some sports news I've heard in the last week because obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. when I put the podcast out next week this news will all be dead news by the time I think it was the right decision. So, in the yeah, end Lennon, it was the right decision. Think? Like I would have loved him to see 10 in a row. And what he's done for the club has been, like, immense. But I think it was the right decision. And I think the way the club handled it was good as well. The way he was, they said he stepped down instead of sacked because just showing that bit more respect. Same with Frank Lampard. Like, they Mm. said he stepped down, but you can never really sack a a legend of your club. But I think it was our decision. Yeah, no, Neil Lennon. Like, I obviously I'd be a fan of Celtic over Rangers any day of the week, but I wouldn't be a massive Celtic fan. Like, but I know he's an absolute legend to the club. So, yeah, it's just shows the same that he was. It also shows that the best way to leave that okay, he hasn't done a good job this year, and he knows that someone else might be able to come in and do a better job. So, obviously, definitely full respect to him for what he's done. Even at previous as the manager, this is his second spell. Mm, yeah, no, he's an absolute legend to the club. Like, yeah, 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 Jesus. And Tiger Woods, did you hear that story? Yeah, I think his second big character. Apparently, he's after injuring well, his, his legs really bad career, as well. He was taken away to hospital. He was he went to undergo surgery last night, and uh, something came out saying that he's awake. When he's I saw his car, just when I saw his car, if I'm being honest, I thought months. he would never play golf again. And then I heard his leg injury as well. Sure. That's his second big yeah. Uh, First one he was it's obviously definitely sad to hear. The whole drink driving thing, like. What do you expect? Yeah, no, but like... Yeah, exactly. I don't They're, know if this one, one was Could have been, but... Of golf. I hope for the best for him anyway. Yeah, no oh, matter yeah, no, if I you're a golf fan or not, you know who Tiger, Tiger Woods, Woods He's fucking incredible. Yeah. You know the name either. Like, you just know him. And then, last thing we'll talk about before we head... So, the Six Nations is yeah. still going ahead between Scotland and France, even though the French team were absolutely rattled with COVID. 
I what think, do you think about that, that is like just like COVID and they still play realistically it? that is just ridiculous because the whole world is going through something together. It shouldn't just be because you're playing Six Nations. Obviously, I love rugby. You play rugby, but the thing should have been postponed at least. But some rules can't apply for like old jobs like me, like me and you. Do you know I mean some say if you have COVID and I wanted to play you, obviously you would never do it. But then. If we and you were playing professionally, mm. we'd still do it. I just think that's just yeah. At the end of the yeah, day, they're no, still humans like, like us. They should be following the same yeah, rules as us. Yeah. Right. So, call that anyway. It's been fairly <laughs> long. I was I wasn't expecting me to be able to talk this long, but we made it anyway. Right, so I'm no, just going to sign off here on. then. And Owen, thanks a million anyway for yeah, coming mate. on. Yeah, so that's it for today. I want to say a huge thanks to Owen Brennan for coming on and talking to us today. It's, you know, it's not easy being the first one on, obviously, a podcast you're not 100% sure about. And obviously, talking about his story there, like, it's crazy to hear that from him. And the way he said it was great and all. Just thanks a million to Owen. And thanks for you listening. If you are interested in any more of these podcasts, please do check out the Instagram. It's MCG underscore reports on Instagram. Check that out. Just get us, just be texting us in the DMs and all, like any requests for further episodes, any guests you'd want to have, any like ideas, sports related. Maybe sometimes it doesn't have to be sports related. Just anything you just have a big interest in, just text us in the dms or anything i'd know private message um yeah just thanks for listening and i'll talk to you next week